Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Welcome everyone to the Turf Football Podcast. Turf Football is a digital platform that covers all aspects of football. We have a team of graphic designers, writers, editors, analysts and video editors from all parts of the world. Follow us on our social media if you haven't already. Link is in the description and we also have a Fantasy Premier League. So you can follow us on our social media for more information on that. Today on our panel, we have Tushar Agarwal, we have Abhay Sharma and we have Sharoz with us. End up discussing, I think, two topics. Uh, number one being VAR and how it is implemented in the game. Number two, uh, the recent uh, CAS ruling on Manchester City ban and how it was overturned. So, uh, firstly, we'll start and address VAR, which is kind of a very controversial issue coming into uh, this season, especially and uh, at least after the season restart where it has propped up several decisions that are that have been very suspicious to say the least and super inconsistent so uh, a discussion on uh, var and necessary evil that it is in football is something that is super important in today's time we're looking at var it got introduced initially in 2016 on a trial basis and trial runs happened and it was finally almost enacted by all leagues um, it uh, by last season and it became uh, now an integral part of football where it is almost happening in every match so uh, what we are looking uh, towards is uh, how VAR affects the game in a whole and how rules are now being implemented in a completely new paradigm where uh, human errors are being mitigated by the use of technology but how that affects the game as well so we'll just go around the table and uh, get some initial thoughts out there. Uh, Tushar, want to start us off? Consider is our is the teams that are actually affected by VAR. We talk about clubs like Barcelona, Arsenal, Chelsea, but they are not really the victims here, are they? In my opinion, clubs like Valencia, Getafe, Crystal Palace, these are the clubs which are actually affected by VAR. Uh, all of us know that one of the most important problems with VR is that it is highly inconsistent. A tackle which would, which would be given as a yellow card for a club like Manchester United won't be given the same for Crystal Palace, right? Uh, we have seen this in case of uh, a penalty called recently on Wilfred Zaha. Uh, it was clearly uh, a contra- it was definitely a controversial tackle, but not worthy of ca- cancelling the penalty, cancelling the goal in my opinion. So that is one thing. Also, club like Malorca. If we remove the uh, deci- uh, decisions turned by over uh, t- overturned by VR, we uh, Malorca would still be in La Liga and not be relegated. Uh, clubs like Valencia, uh, Valencia and Getafe would qualify for European competitions instead of being tenth or eleventh. So this is uh, something that I think we need to discuss. All right, Sharos, you would like to add something? I think my biggest issue with VAR is the fact that it destroys uh, the flow of the game. It just completely stops it. As soon as a team scores a goal, it is uh, the decision is in the hands of the fourth referee. And the fans cannot celebrate on time. And it takes like, at least on an average, it takes five minutes for the decision to arrive. When it should be a black and white decision. So that is my biggest issue. And once you want to add something on? 
Yeah, so before VR was introduced, right, so the referee on the field used to make all the decisions. So that's my issue here. If we have half of the decisions being made by four officials in the back and half of the decisions being made by the referee, then we're going to have inconsistency on the field. So we need the referees to keep using the monitors regularly. If there is a problem, if the referee feels that something needs to be reviewed, he needs to go out there to the monitor, he needs to discuss it, and he needs to see it with his own eyes. Because we're all different humans, and if two people are on there making decisions, then there's going to be inconsistency everywhere, and then just the football in general is going to suffer because of that. Yeah, I think absolutely, and uh, even with like the uh, flow of the game, like morale is... Uh... Morale takes such a toll when you can't actually just celebrate right after you score a goal because that's like such an uplifting moment for a team and that not happening in a game consistently is such a problematic event because teamwork, morale, everything takes a big hit. Uh, also tying to the same point uh, with inconsistency, it is about how minute of a details the discussion and the uh, actual uh, refereeing is done on to millimeters of millimeters of millimeters on the pitch offsides being looked at at from a third from 30 different angles taking up to 10 minutes to actually make a decision which is which to me is just absurd because i i feel like when you're taking that minute differences to consider or call a goal or overrule a goal or basically award a penalty what you're trying to say it it isn't necessarily that clear so it isn't an advantage like the offside rule which was uh one that gives the attacker a distinct advantage over the defender which is why it was instituted and if it is like millimeters of gap then it isn't giving the attackers a distinct advantage so all that millimeters of difference to be looked at waste time of the game and then rule out probably a very good goal offside because of it is something that i believe is really wrong with the var all right so this point that you mentioned about uh, the difference being millimeters all right so but the thing is that the rule book clearly mentions that even if a finger even if a toe of the player is outside uh, is outside the line of the defend uh, uh, last line of defending then it would be offside so if we start uh, doing something like what is the margin that we won't consider in vr then our uh, then our idea would become really subjective like when would vr not intrude would it, would it be an, a finger length an arm length a, a leg length what would it exactly be we need to define a clear set of rules there yeah i think that's that's one of the things that was actually kind of rushed in the implementation of var where we kind of looked at all the technicalities and it was going to work but there were no set rules established on how PAR replays would go. As in maybe a set time limit, which is I think one of the biggest things that I think would help. Because uh, I think after everything uh, that even that is controversial has happened and bad decisions that have been made, which have been inconsistent, I, I think we all agree that they are, even if it is um, an evil, it is a necessary evil to football. So VR is definitely needed to be there because this uh, element of human error that has increased over the years. I mean, referees have started making a lot of mistakes and we and we need something out there to correct their mistakes. For example, the legendary uh, hand of God goal by Diego Maradona. If there was VAR at that time, that wouldn't have existed. So we need VAR in a way, but we, the current form of VAR that exists, this is not how we want it. We need to make a lot of changes to the current technology that exists. The methodology needs to be changed and the process needs to be looked at in greater detail. 
Yeah, I think given the amount of, uh, given the kind of technology that we have right now, and that like Tushar said, offside is a black and white decision. Even if it's a millimeter, then it should be offside. So that decision should not take more than a couple of minutes max. It should not destroy the flow of the game and the effect of the fans that we have and the morale boost. I think it's a big issue that we have right now. Exactly. Moreover, talking about inconsist- inconsistency, uh, the main thing is that there is a different VR referee in every match, right? And when there are different referees, then football is a, a sport which is highly subjective. So there are different point of views of looking at a particular decision. Suppose uh, there is a handball, a, a referee would think that it was deliberate. Another one would think that it is not avoidable. So in my opinion, what we should actually do is make a set panel of referees which would preside over every game in a particular league. This way we can bring uh, uh, this way we can bring a lot of consistency. Uh, the consistency, consistency which is actually lacking right now. Okay, I do think that having a set panel is okay, but at the same time, we need to have different referees looking at it because there may be different referees looking at the same situation, but the rules are what the rules are. They are for everyone. And given that, even the in-match officials, they also change every time a team plays. So I do think we need to have different referees behind uh, VR's decisions. No, absolutely, we do need to have different referees. But I think one of the major problems, as Tushar also correctly identified, is the fact that uh, various referees at the helm of the VAR do not talk or converse with each other, which is why having like a set panel or uh, having, let us say, a group of referees who are dedicated to just uh, monitoring VAR discussions, uh, decisions can actually have a group discussion uh, and talk about how they are going to make their decisions. Because even though it may not bring complete uniformity, I think it will still be very helpful for the game to kind of have these referees all on the same page. Of course, there's going to be different referees for each game. Like, not completely different, but how refereeing is still done today. Like, there's still unique referees in a couple of matches. And I I think that still continues, but we still have a panel or a group where they can come together and discuss uh, how they are actually refereeing and how we are decisions are made. You know, adding on to that, adding on to that, we also have inconsistencies in a single game also, you know, because the referee team sitting in the back and the on-field referee can have different opinions on certain things. And that's where I think that we need to give more power to the on-field referee and that will bring uniformity to at least that game in, in, in the sense. Because if, if a referee has a certain stance on, 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 uh, on fouls in the sense, then that referee needs to be the one making the calls throughout the game. And that's why I think the on-field monitor comes in and that's the Premier League and other leagues need to use that monitor more. You know, the, the, the on-field referee needs to get involved in the VR decision-making process. See, I would completely disagree with that. I'm sorry. Because we talked about why uh, that, how VR breaks the flow of the game, right? So if we give more power to the on-field referee, if we would ask him to go to the monitor every time and check every decision, then the game would become totally uh, something that that is not actually football, right? After if a referee has to go to the monitor after every decision, in my opinion, the power should alone reside with the VR referee. Actually, he should be the one to give the referee quick decisions, and he should be the one actually running the thing instead of the on-field referee. I do agree with Tushar here. Uh, and I think uh, more power should be given in the hands of VAR instead of the referee on the pitch because the VAR can look at the same instance from different uh, camera points and in slow motion as well as as many times as he wants. So I think VAR should get more power over the on-the-pitch referee. But even then, we should respect what the referee on the pitch has said before VAR comes in. 
I, I I feel like I'm on the edge of making a decision on whether whom to give more power, but 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 I'm certain that one of them needs to be given more power because currently when you have the imbalance where uh, VAR is less, let us say, uh, active or less uh, initiative taking in overturning a first official call unless it is really blatant. I think that causes a lot of problems in it operation because even though there are tackles and sometimes even penalties that uh, are subjective and uh, maybe someone in the VAR box thinks that it might have been a penalty and had a better look at that, uh, cannot give that uh, decision just because the uh, official on the pitch has the uh, benefit of the doubt, which is what VAR is instructed to do. However, I, I really take into the point the idea that if the official on the pitch has to go in and look at the uh, monitor every time then it, it does create a, a real break in the flow of the game but like uh, what are you actually assessing like what incidents do does he go to the monitor for and i think that's a big question that that every game will pose okay the outfield referee checking the monitor on the pitch does break the flow of the game but i think we need more correct decisions than have more flow of the game see right but we have to find a middle ground right we have to, uh, it is not like we have to choose one over the other. We have to take both of them parallelly. Both of them are equally important. So, In my opinion, the best way to proceed, as I mentioned earlier as well, is to give more power in the hands of VAR. We, I think that the VAR referee should not be consulting the on-field referee like it happens in cricket. Like The third umpire does not consult with the uh, umpire who is on the pitch, right? Uh, he gives the decision and we can all agree that VAR has been uh, really successful in cricket as uh, in cricket. So I think that we should take inspiration from it and give more power to the uh, video assistant referee. Yeah, that's like you said. Yeah, like you said that the offside calls are usually black and white, right? So that's where I think that the VAR team should be taking the calls. But for example, if it's something of a violent conduct, right? A violent conduct is a really subjective thing that depends on the referee. Uh, who, who who sees the decision in a certain angle. Now, for example, the Harry Maguire incident that happened in the Chelsea-Manchester United game uh, before the project restart, right? Harry Maguire, sl- uh, he slid onto the sidelines and he kicked, uh, he kicked Man- Man- Batshuayi in the groin, right? With his startup. It was a clear startup challenge. That should have been a red card on any day, right? But we are decided not to give that a red card. Now... I am pretty sure that the, if the on-field referee would have seen that incident on a replay, from only, even from one angle, he, he, it was a clear red card. So I don't, I see, I feel that the subjective topic should go to the on-field referee's hand. I'll be inclined to agree with that simply because uh, if you look at it, uh, I, I think VAR, in, even in that case, and I, as I pointed out earlier, is reluctant to actually overturn an on-field referee's decision. And I, and I think which is why it kind of plays like, we do need to distribute power more to one side. I mean, we, we uh, it it may be to the on-field referee or it may be to the VAR officials, but there needs to be power. Like, it, we can't give benefit of doubt to the on-field referee and still have the power rest with the VAR people. But also to flag another point I think Tushar made is uh, the comparison with cricket, which I really don't enjoy because uh, I feel like cricket is a very lengthy game which takes a lot of breaks in the middle like the flow is really not affected with the third empire decision or something because you have breaks while bowling or something and there are like constant breaks happening throughout while football i feel like it is just a more fast paced game that is continuously moving like you 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 blink and you miss something i i i feel like which is why i don't think that's a fair uh, comparison to make 
see uh, i would agree with you that cricket is a very different sport from football and thus we can't draw direct comparisons but we can take we can take the positives from cricket all right so i'm not a, talking about uh, it is true that uh, decisions in uh, cricket break the flow of the game but if we are including vr then vr would anyway create breaks no matter how way you uh, how you look at it uh, we can improve them as much as you want but the breaks would still be there so what i'm saying is that we can take the positives out of cricket right like the power that the video assistant referee has in cricket see that that only has positives and that can easily be implied in football as well right because uh, in in cricket as well uh, the on field referee on field referee has a better view like one said uh, uh, such in such as in football uh, but still the video assistant referee can overturn his decision anytime he wants and it has uh, go- produced good results till now also another point that vansh mentioned was that the on field referee knows the in, uh, intent about the intent of the player better so what i like to mention is that you can never know a player's intent for sure you know this is how we will bring the objectivity into the game if we if we will consider the intent then we will go on completely different tangent we would have to just see what the action that the player has committed right if for example he hit a particular player on the groin then yes that is a direct red card because of the rules of football and that can be given by vr referee as well right uh, vr referee as well because that is written in the textbook we cannot decide if the player want actually wanted to hurt him or not we would only see that what he actually did you think bringing up the point of cricket was pretty good uh tushar wasn't comparing the games at all he was just explaining the implementation of var in cricket and how we can learn from it at the same time but given that uh, the instance which once was talking about where maguire kicked uh, bachwai in the groin i think uh if power was in vr hands then that would have been overturned and that would have been a fair decision given it was, if it was a yellow or a red card that's the funny thing it went to var it went to var and var decided not to give it and i believe that if the on field referee would have gotten a view on that on the monitor he would have given it so so that is exactly the point i was making uh, var i uh, uh, as, as it was discussed var did not give that decision because it is reluctant to overturn the on field referee's call and when the on field referee did not give a red for that uh, var gave the benefit of doubt to the on field referee and they didn't make that decision so if 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 var was given the power i think a right decision would have been made if the on field referee was given the power i think again a right decision would have been made so i think either side of the spectrum we fall i i still believe would lead to better results what i really do want to flag is uh, the time factor it takes on an average as was uh, research is 82 seconds for a var this decision at first and now it has been reduced to 59 but that's still a very big number like ideally i would like var decisions to be capped at 30 seconds totally agree with that there needs to be a time cap otherwise we'll just keep going on and on a referee can take up to 3 minutes to give a decision that is like a really really big time especially when the clock is ticking football is a sport where we don't stop the clock so 3 minutes uh, that is one hell of a time and can completely change the game so yes there should definitely be a cap so i think that the time cap shouldn't mess with var's ability to make the decisions correctly i think that's when we can find the right spot yeah but i but i still feel like there needs to be a time cap pressing on var to just make a decision like you can't be inching every millimeter mapping out the entire pitch to discuss whether it was an offside or not because the offside is about having a distinct advantage to the uh, 
attacker and and if it's if it's going down to absolute millimeters and like you have to use a microscope to determine whether it was an offside or not it isn't a distinct advantage so having a time cap there i feel like is something that puts pressure on bar to actually make decisions that uh embody the rules of the game and the flow itself okay, i do think there should be a time cap but that should be given to var's interpretation of it how much time they can how much they can reduce the time to make the correct decision and no one else should make that decision apart from the referee panels themselves but i do think 30 seconds is a pretty good time like abhi said var was br- brought in to, uh, to overturn any distinct decisions like which was blatant decisions uh, given in favor of one team or the other so if if that decision uh, has to be made then it should be able to be made in 30 seconds if you are not able to make that decision in 30 seconds then that is not a blatant disadvantage right so either give a decision in 30 seconds or stay with the on field referees as simple as that so i i think in kind of conclusion i think we've come up with like i i'd say uh, two roads of solution uh, i think uh, both sides have one thing in common that is uh, a time cap of uh, 30 seconds or uh, or some some period that is still a time constraint on var to make a decision uh, um and uh, the other uh, big important changes uh, assigning power to either the on field referee or uh, the var panel that brings us to the end of the first topic i feel like we have had a pretty good discussion just jostling about with how war is to be done and what solutions we personally see to that and we'd love to hear your opinions in the comment section So stay tuned for the next episode of the podcast and stay tuned generally follow us at the turf football for for more updates thanks for watching